February 1st, 2024. We're in Masechet Bava Let's begin again, six lines from the top, two words before the end of the line. If you recall, there was and is a mahloket between Rabil Azar and Rav Hasta with regards to the halakha of Hatsar Hashutafim, which means to say, if my animal on a shared field together with you, shared means we're in partnership, shutafut, uh, eats from the field or tramples the field, what's the halakha with regards to my liability? On the one hand, the pasuk says, it means that my animal damaged in some way or another another person's field. The fact that it's partially owned by me maybe means that it's not sadeacher. That's the opinion of Bil Azar. Hatsar hashutafin. I'm not hayav. I'm patur al shen varegel. Alternatively, well, it isn't entirely mine. Bisteacher is uh, describing how you would be patur in a shutarabim, in a uh, public thoroughfare. The fact that I have a partnership, a partial ownership over this land doesn't preclude me, doesn't take me out of being obligated to pay. That's the mahlok between Bil Azar and Rav Hasta about whether on Hatsar you're hayav, you're obligated to pay for shen varegel, uh, for the benefit uh, from eating or from trampling that your animal uh, caused in terms of damage. Uh, says the Gemara here, again, six lines from the top, Ini, is it really so? And the Gemara is questioning the opinion of Rabil Azar from empirical evidence, from a beraita, which will contradict his opinion. He is the lenient approach to this. He says that hasara shutafim, your patur, says the Gemara, vahatane rav Yosef. Don't we have a beraita from Rav Yosef? which seems to explicitly state it says explicitly that if you're dealing with a courtyard owned in partnership you're obligated to pay uh, in addition to a similar case the Beraita throws in Eli brought our attention to yesterday a pundak a inn a place where both you and I are perhaps paying in order to be there but we both have permission to be there uh, that one we're going to leave on the side for a moment the important one is Hasara Shutafim it says Hayav black on white Tiyufta did a Bilazar says the Gemara this would be a sufficient response almost a knockout claim against the Bilazar this is stating black on white from the Beraita that you're Hayav you're obligated to pay for Shene in Regel in Hasar Hashutafim in the shared partnership uh, courtyard. Says the Gemara, what's the response of Rabbi Lazar? He's not going to immediately respond to the words in the Beraita. He'll instead forward us to another Beraita. Malcha Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar would respond to you. Do you think that it's logical that you won't find another rabbinic statement, a different beraita, which disagrees with that one? In other words, there's a plethora, there's an abundance of beraitot and mishnayot, and I'll find another one. I have another one in my back pocket, up my sleeve, that I'll present to you, in which it seems clear that hatsar hashutafim, you're not obligated, you're rather exempt from paying vahatanya. Uh, don't we have the following beraita? And as I mentioned yesterday, uh, in the immediate sense, we're really only going to focus on one line in this Beraita. We'll then come back right afterwards, hopefully today, uh, to deal with the other lines. But let's read the Beraita. The Beraita says, Bishimon ben Elazar used to uh, set forth four principles, I guess among others, but four principles with regards to damages. Number one, Ba'kol. And the first statement is that if it's a, a reshut, it's a domain which is uh, owned by the person who got damaged, 
and the person who damaged should not be there, it's not his, hayav bakol, you're entirely obligated. What does it mean you're entirely obligated? Well, of course it means you're obligated for shin and regal. But more than that, you're obligated, the understanding of the Gemara will be, even if your animal gores another on that land. Well, that's also simple. But the word bakol, entirely, makes us believe that under all circumstances, if my animal enters onto your property and damages your animal or your property, even if it's through goring or anything related to kidin, from the first goring, I'm going to be obligated. That's not what we've been accustomed to. From Daf Beta Mudalif, we've been talking about the fact that with regards to goring, there's a distinction, there's a difference. If it's the first three times, it's Hatzinezik, you're paying half. If it's after that, it's a Shon Mu'ad, only then do you pay full. The fact that it says Bakol, again, we're going to come back to this in a bit, is a little bit surprising. We're not expecting that, we're not used to hearing Bakol, entire obligation, with regards to short time. The understanding is, we'll see it in the Gemara in a little bit, it doesn't say Hayav al hakol. It doesn't say that you're obligated for all of the Avot or all of the shore damages. It says Bakol for all, that's the understanding of the Gemara. I'm, I'm just uh, pl- planting it from now, so we're not surprised when we get up to it in a little bit. Says the Gemara furthermore, or says Rabbi Shimon ben El-Azar furthermore. Second of his four principles, Dimazik Nizak. What if it's my property, not yours? You take a walk with your uh, ox onto my property, and my ox gores yours. What's the halacha? Patur mikol. I'm entirely exempt. I turn to you and I say, Shorcha, your uh, ox, uh, be... I forgot the exact last one. My ba'it, what's it doing on my land? Uh, Who told you you could take a walk on my land? As a result, I'm entirely exempt. Okay, next line is going to be the most significant one, of course. This is the line to underline. Leze u leze. If it's a property, a domain, third principle, which is... Uh, owned by, and, uh, or, or not necessarily owned, where there's a permissibility, where there's uh, an allowance for both me and you to be there, me being the damager, you being the damaged one, kigon, for example, number one, highlight, bold, a courtyard which is owned in partnership, or a, a valley, what's the halacha? Patur! I'm exempt. You see, if you remember, what we're talking about in the Gemara is a challenge on the Bilazar. Bilazar, you said in the shared partnership courtyard, you'd be exempt from Shin and Regal. I brought you a Biraita from Rav Yosef, which negated that. Rabbi Lazar responded, well, we don't have others. Here's his other. It was an explicit line. It says that if it's a Hazar Ashutafim, I'm patur. Says Rabbi Lazar, that's mine. Yours, Rav Hasa, you can keep the Rav Yosef. Beraita, I'll keep the Rabbi Shimon ben El Azar one. Patur ba al Hashen ba al Haregel. Last, furthermore, al Hanegihav, al Hanegifav, al Hanishicha, ve al Harbisa, ve al Habeita. The words in the Beraita furthermore say, with regards to this pitur being exempt when it's the property of me and you, the two examples we gave, but the significant one for us right now when it's owned in partnership, I'm patur, I'm exempt in any and all uh, ways of damage. What are the ways of damage that we can mention? 
shin and regel if uh, my animal, uh, when you come onto my property somehow, if, if, uh, attacks yours in, in a shin, in a regel fashion, or any of your property, uh, or, or, or it's a shared partnership. It's a partnership on the land. It starts chewing at our grass, our shared trees on this land. Ampatur, al if it gores with its horns, keren, also keren, but it's with the body, it pushes, if it bites but doesn't eat, if it squats, we saw all these on Daf Beta, Mudbetas being the toladot of keren, if it kicks. In all of those situations, what's the halacha? I am exempt on our shared land. That's, what it's That's all Keren. Statement over here is on a shared land, even all the toladot of Keren, Ampatur. That's what it says over here, right? Isn't that? Yes. The land itself, you're inspecting the animals on the land, or you're telling me this is a piece of land that's gated and no animals should go because if everyone's sharing the land and they can go in. Right, so you're, you're preempting the next few lines in the Gemara. And why do I say that? Because if you recall, yesterday Eli called our attention to the fact that the first presentation was a shared land and or, right, or uh, the inn. An inn, you're not expecting animals, right? You're certainly not expecting animals. In an inn? Those days they traveled uh-huh. from place to place. The Gemara will, will assume the animals had to be kept outside. You're not bringing no. your animal in into the inn. Yeah. And then the Gemara will say, but in contrast to because, I mean, in short, the, the answer to your question is that that might underlie the Sevarot over here. Of course, we're basing this on Pesukim. Pesukim say, that the damage took place in someone else's field. How do we define someone else's? Entirely someone else's? Or uh, just not, or, or uh, in other words, that, or just not entirely mine, right? That's the that's the the textual issue. Maybe the underlying sevara is well, is it appropriate that there be another le- animal, or, or that this take place over there because it's appropriate for me to have my le- animal there, and as a result, this is prone to happen. As fi- finishes the statement here in the beraita, tam mishalem hatzinezik, muad mishalem nezik shalem. Yes, because I read it wrong. Let me redo it. I'm sorry, Abi. I read it wrong. One more time. If it's lezeu lezeh, kegon hatzar hashutafim v'hapika. Right? If it's owned in partnership, I, I had a rabbi in, in Mir uh, Yeshiva. His name is Rav Asher Arieli. Uh, he never, in my opinion, never makes any mistake. From time to time, very rarely, he'd be in the middle of reviewing the Gemara and he would say, Rav Hasar, Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshat, whatever. And I turned to the people next to me, and this was my line. That's to pretend that he's human. He makes those sorts of mistakes. That's, that's not at all me. That's not at all me. It's not at all me, but I saw Eli commenting on it. No, no, no. I, I, I made a mistake in this. But I, you know, I, I used to count the things that I could find in Rav Asher that were problematic. Nothing. His pants were perfectly pressed. But I found that once on his umbrella, there was a stoke that was coming out. I felt, I felt that, and the fact that he fakes that he's human and she all from time to time, that's what humanizes him. And anyway, he says the Gemara, Hatara Shutamim Babika, Patur Balashin Ba Al Haregel, period. I would say the petur, exemption on the shared land, is for shen and regel. Now we go into all the ways that even on hatzar shutafim, I would be hayav. 
What are those situations? What we call keren. What is defined as keren? Whether it's with my horn or with my body or I'm sitting or I'm biting, etc., etc. And how does keren play out, Jesse? Tam, half, muad, full. Right, so that's how you read this beraita. Uh, that's how you read this next kelal. So let me just review kelal number three, principle number three. The first part is the important part for us in the current moment, but the second part says, Everything I told you that it's exempt is only with regards to shin and regil, with regards to the benefit from eating in some way or another or in trampling it, with regards to keren, the goring, any of those situations, you're hayav. So that's the third principle, and that's how you read that. And lastly, says the Beraita, if it's lo lezev, lo lezev, uh, let me pause for a second. Did you notice that though? What did we just say in that statement? We said that if it's a shared area, we're distinguishing between tam and mu'ad. In the initial statement, uh, we said bakol, but the initial statement wasn't per se a shared area. It was, it's your land. Okay, that's something to keep in mind. It says the Beraita in its final line, lo lezeh ve lo lezeh. If the land or the area, the courtyard, is neither appropriate for me nor for you, what's an example? Kigon hatser For example, a courtyard that is neither one of ours, the Gemara will explain in a bit. So, uh, maybe. Uh, or is it, uh, well, we'll deal, we'll deal with this. Hang tight. Hayav bo, there you're obligated al hashin, al haregel, al hanegihavel, al nishikavel, al nigifah, al shalem. In that situation, you're hayav even for shin, regel, and certainly for kidding. Okay. Uh, so we have these four principles again. And we will return to the first and the last in a bit. But the third one, for a moment or two, we're going to need to, or more, we're going to need to focus on katanemihat mihat. In the last of the narrow line, says the Gemara, it taught the beraita mihat, at the very least, hasar hashutafim those are the words, says Rabbi Lazar. It said explicitly in the beraita, principle number three, that if it's a shared partnership courtyard, I'm exempt with regards to the damages that I caused in Shin and Regal, but not in Kid in parentheses. But I mean, that's the significant part. Says Abu Lazar, I rest my case. We could both go home, be satisfied. You have your beraita, I have my beraita. So it's all fantastic, all very nice. And we finished that debate to a certain extent, but now we need to clean up everything because what emerges then, and it could be, but we'd rather it not be, is that we have two different beraitot with completely different views. They're not mentioned in tandem. It's not like the Biraita says, here's opinion A and there's opinion B. Uh, they're not mentioned in any way together and they have opposite opinions. It seems, although this will happen from time to time in the Gemara, it seems unreasonable that we have two Biraitot who are diametrically opposed one to the other. Uh, it's rare. You'll find you have a Beraita that maybe conflicts with the Mishnah, and we try to even resolve that. That you have two Beraitot without names in them. Yes, from different collections, the Gemara will always, almost always, try to resolve them and say that these match, that these match somehow. So it's the Gemara, Kashya Ahadadeh. These are difficult one on the other. Now, again, I'm reading this line in the Gemara, like Rashi, that we're now finished talking about Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar defended himself. He said, all right, I have my Beraita and you have your Beraita. Alternatively, Ra'avad, in his commentary to the Gemara, suggests that this is Rabbi Lazar continuing. Uh, he's, he's now saying, I'll even bring this as, as proof for myself. I'll tell you now that I found my own Beraita, 
there's no contradiction. I can say both of these bit I taught accord with me. It might be that way, or accord, accord with other, it might be that way, or, or it might be the Gemara again, it's just separate. But in short, what the Gemara now, and its next several lines will do, to just map it out for you, is we dealt with the Emoraim, Rabbi Lazar, Rav Hasta, and now what we're going to do is we're going to focus on these bit I taught. One bit I taught explicitly says that Hatsar Hashutafim Hayav, and the other one explicitly says Patur. We're now asking, or now exclaiming and remarking, it's difficult as a contradiction, one on the other, and we're as a result going to suggest that these two taught might be talking about different type of partnerships. Different types of partnership is a partnership. Not so fast. Uh, there's a partnership in which uh, uh, let's, uh, I share with you uh, the ground outside the parking lot outside of the uh, mall. Uh, over there, it's appropriate to bring cars into and back in the day to bring horses, etc. What's that? No, no. Well, shared ownership. Shared ownership and that's what it means. Uh, that's one shared. Uh, the other one is we have a shared courtyard outside of the, uh, the county fair. Uh, county fair, there's the separate parking lot. You're not supposed to bring any animals into that shared courtyard. We, you and I, we have an agreement. We have an understanding. This is our shared property. We could bring our goods in there when we're going to go sell them in the county uh, fair or something like that. But in the scheme of things, we can't bring our animals into there. In other words, when we say shared courtyard, we were assuming shared means that we could do whatever we want with it. Not so fast. In fact, the Gemara will now bring us back to, remember what those two that I taught mentioned. They each mentioned two examples. They said, if it's reshut lezeh ulezeh, if it's a domain, a place, which is appropriate and permitted for both me and you to enter into. Kigon, each one of them said, Kigon, for example. Both of them then said, case number one, Hatzar HaShutafim. The first Beraita where it said that I'm Hayav said, and the Inn, remember, and the Pundak. The second Beraita said, and the Bik'ah. There's a major difference between an inn and a valley. I may have given you a different example a moment ago, but let's do it like this now. In an inn, the innkeeper, I'm sorry, Nathan, the Gemara assumes, is telling you, no animals allowed, no oxen allowed, no bulls allowed, right? You're allowed to bring your goods in. You're not, the Gemara is going to suggest right now, or to be Lazar himself is going to suggest, the Hatzar HaShutafin as well, was the land in which, that's right, you're allowed to bring your goods onto, but not your animal. That's why you're Hayav. Of course, with Bil Azar says, if you're not allowed to bring your animal, of course you're obligated. And that's the Sibara that might underlie this. The second Biraita, which says the Hatzar HaShutafim and the valley, a valley is a place, I don't know, of grazing or of travel that of course animals could be on. Of course, it's not owned by anyone, but that's similar in the respect, in, in a certain respect to Hatzar HaShutafim. If it's a courtyard that, we're allowed to bring our animals and our goods onto. If you're allowed to, if it's expected that we're bringing our animals onto, I'm then going to be exempt. Says the Gemara again, Kashya Ahadade, there's a difficulty, a contradiction between these two Biraitot. Answers the Gemara or Rabbi Lazar, Kitanya Hahi, that second Biraita, the Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar one, which said that Hatsar Hashutafim the shared partnership courtyard, you're exempt, patur from shen and regel, bahatsar miyuhedet leze uleze ben leperot ben leshevarim. It's a courtyard which is permitted for, um, and, and partnership for, bringing both our goods, our fruits, as well as our shivarim, our oxen. 
Hahidir Rav Yosef, the former, the initial Beraita in contrast is Behatsar miyuhedet leperot ve'ena miyuhedet lishvarim. The initial Beraita, which said you're going to be Hayavan, that was the, uh, the Hatser, that yeah, we have a partnership. And we do equally own it, but it's not really equally owned for full rights. Neither one of us has, in our shared agreement, rights to bring our animal there. What's that? You could give each other. That's what this is all about. It's all about what we gave each other. After all, it's a partnership. It's our shared land. It's a question of what we gave each other permission. Keren, the case in the Torah, is in a public area. It's only by Shen and Regal that the Torah says, Biste Aher. That's number one. Number two, Keren, uh, where it's goring, and is, um, is, 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 is the assumption is, Keren is something you need to be preventing under all circumstances. The fact that your animal's out of control and goring, and it's more rare, that's going to be uh, even in a public area. Uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's a principle we're generally speaking going to be working with throughout, based on the Pesukim Torah, and, and logically speaking. Correct. In 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 sadeh if it's sadehu if it's not sadeh yeah says the Gemara de legabe one more time haider Rav Yosef hatzer miyuchedet leperot veinam miyuchedet shvarim again miyuchedet means unique set aside for perot um, for the goods but not for the oxen de legabe shen haviyala hatzer hanizak that with regards to shen and of course it means and regel it's considered like hatzer hanizak hatzer hanizak means the person who got damaged field. But it's not, it's a shared field. It's not a fully shared field because you're not, and neither am I, supposed to bring our animals there. It says the Gemara, Dikaname, Ledayek, of course, means to read carefully. Dikaname means if we read these bit I taught carefully, this is what we've been referring to all along, you can even glean this sort of approach. How so? Dekatanehacha, that the first Beraita, Hacha means here a mansion, Dumya de Pundak. It's at Hatzar Hashutafim, the shared partnership uh, courtyard, or an inn. Oh, come on, we know inns, generally speaking, there's no pets allowed. Dekatanehatam, but the second Beraita says Dumya de Bik'ah, it says Kegon, for example, Hatzar Hashutafim, or the valley, the Bik'ah, Shema Mina, period. So, Zigmara, we can derive from this, we can suggest based. Based on this, there's no contradiction between the bit I taught. There's going to be an ironic. Each one has its own context, its own situation. Of course, what's go ahead? It's not per se a novelty. It's what is the novelty? The novelty is that fundamentally, according to this approach, Hatzar Hashutafim is patu. What's that? He can do, they, they do it in a different angle. In the continued lines of the Gemara, the Gemara is going to question whether they were ever disagreeing. It was based on this. Maybe they were agreeing. The question of also here. Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. So, I mean, you know, so... The, Uh, the, the suggestion at this point is that if it's a full-fledged Hatzar HaShutafim, it's uh, a full permissibility because an assumption, that's how we're saying it right now, and Gemara didn't use those words, assumption is going to eat, and therefore the Torah says, you're exempt. Uh, says the Gemara, Matkif la Zera, asks Rabbi Zera, Well, if you're telling me, even in Beraita number one, Beraita de Rav Yosef, that you're allowed to bring your fruits onto that property, your goods are permitted, the in-parallel case, 
you're telling me over there you're obligated? Says Rabbi Zera, I'm sorry, I'm a very literalist in terms of the Pesukim. Don't we need, quote, the Pasuk in the Torah says, and it damaged, and it ate, and it ruined another person's land. Over here, is it another person's land? Well, yes, but not really, because it's also mine. But the fact that I can bring my fruits onto it means it's not entirely yours. If the Pasuk in the Torah says it's entirely another person's land, that's our understanding, another person's land, it's not. Of course, the response is, Amar le Abaye, says Abaye, listen. It is another person's land. The fact is that the Torah, and this comes back to what Nathan's kind of been repeating and what we're developing in the class, we're getting to the logic in the Sadeh Acher. When the Torah says, and it ruined another person's land, it doesn't mean in the technical sense, it's entirely the other person's land. Oh, and if I have rights to bring you my fruits there, it's not another person. No, it means it's another person's land, and therefore, you shouldn't be there with your animal. And if that's the case over here, even though you could be there with your goods, and the Pasuk does say, it's not entirely another person's land, but you're not supposed to be there with your animal. You're not allowed to be there with your animal. That in and of itself is a reason to be hayat. Are you? That's, that's the problem, to trample the photos, Yeah, but I thought, I thought you have your bushels there and it tramples it. I'll only tell you why, but I, maybe I'm wrong, because I don't have good archaeological or whatever knowledge. Hatser means a courtyard. I don't think they grew in Hatser. I think they grew in Sadeh. The Torah does say, that's talking about where he grows. When the Gemara keeps talking about Hatser, I think it means a courtyard where you leave your goods. That's what I think. I think. That doesn't, I mean, either way. Because you weren't allowed to bring your animals there, it means that that one... That, since you weren't supposed to bring your animals there, even though you have a partnership on that land, that's inconsequential, says Abaye. Abaye says, oh, come on, what, you think the Torah says, oh, I have, a, I, have a, I have a partnership in that land, and therefore I could do whatever I want. You can't do whatever you want. You could do whatever you want if it's actually yours to do whatever you want. He's speaking logically. Bizera is speaking, what does the Pasuk say? Ah, don't go so far on that. That's, that's, that's what seems to be taking place. Says the Gemara in its final lines over here, Amar le difti le Ravina. One rabbi, Ravahami difti, uh, remarked or questioned to Ravina, Lema, based on on what we just suggested, based on our resolution of these beraitot, well, it emerges then, you know, similar to what Judah was saying, these beraitot then could be read both by Rav Hasta and by Rabbi Lazar. You know something? Maybe Rav Hasta and Rabbi Lazar never were disagreeing. Midim perhaps we should say, even though it seemed as if those beraitot were diametrically opposed. One says Batu, the other one says Hayab. I said, no, no, they're talking about different situations. Maybe as well, Emorae. Right, Emorae means the rabbis from the time of the Gemara. And we have our Beraitot, the Beraitav Rav Yosef, Beraitav Bishimon ben Lazar, and then we have the later generations. That's how the whole conversation began. That would be Lazar and the Rav Hasta. We have in our conversations the Gemara, Shohan Aruch, etc. We have those authorities, and then we have our generation's authorities. So your opinions, my opinion, the great rabbis' opinions of our generation. Emoraim says the Gemara, the later generation, Bilazar and Rav Hasta, who began this whole debate, Maybe we were misrepresenting them all along. Maybe they never actually, and we're not present for it, this is all after they died, maybe they never actually fought with one another. Maybe they weren't even fundamentally disagreeing with one another. They were talking about different situations. Maybe Rav Hasta, who said, Hatsar Hashutafim, 
Hayav was talking about when it's a uh, courtyard where you're only allowed to bring your goods, but not your animals. Maybe Rabbi Lazar, who said patur, was when you're even allowed to bring your animals. Maybe there was never a dispute. Amarle responds Ravina to Ravahami Difti. Indeed, in, it's possible. Keep in mind, Ravina and Ravasheh were taking the last generation in Moraim. So when all the dust is settled and they're putting together the Gemara and they're putting the final touches on this, they're questioning, I wonder what actually happened. I wasn't there. I was a couple hundred years ago. Let's try to figure this out a few generations ago. So his first answer is in. In means yes, it's possible. It's possible this was all a mistake. They never actually disagreed, guy. Because the Torah says, aher. the only time you're going to, you want a real logic, I can't give you a real logic. I can tell you, the Torah says the only time you're liable is if you have no rights to that land. You have any rights to that land, even with fruits, even with merchandise, uh, then you're going to be exempt. I can't fully explain. That's what Nathan's been yelling at us, you know, not yelling, he never yelled, but uh, from beginning until end, he keeps asking your question to a certain extent. In other words, if your animal's not supposed to be there, if you don't have rights to use the place in that fashion, how could you be exempt? Not 100% sure. That's Rabbi Zera's reading of a literal sense of the Pasuk in the Torah. It does need Sevara. It needs a little bit more than that. To, uh, this, it needs Jared. That's what it needs. That's really what it needs. Where you been? Yeah. Because somebody else has less rights than you have. That's why. Somebody else can't bring anything there. You can bring at least produce there. So the person that's there that, that was damaged, he has no, absolutely no rights to there. You have some right to bring something in there. That made it better for you? No, I'm just saying, you do have some right. You do. Else doesn't you have do. Agreed. Not, not if it's in the shirt, right? You can't go into one of these uh, boutiques and uh, chat with shops and pull into chat shops. Even though you're a pioneer. No, but over here, over here it's pie, you see, it doesn't... You're thinking that, that I let my animal run loose. I didn't do that. Uh, uh, no, I know, I but... I tie my animal. No, but I shit... My door. But Jared, I shit... I, in a dream of mine, I share office space with you, right? And I come in one day, and it's assumed. Maybe there aren't even signs, but maybe there are signs. No pets allowed. What? Better yet, no kids allowed, right? And I come in with my four-year-old, and the kid destroys the place and throws computers down on the ground, etc. In, in the scheme of things, we might be partners over the space. You're not going to tell me that I have to pay okay, for that? I, I said, no, 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 but I'm allowed to be here as well. It's like my home I office. Not your home office. Because I have a right to be there. I would think if I leave my animal, I'm not kid fine. If I leave my animal to find a muscle, and he does damage, I would think I'm okay. But who says I have a muscle? That's what it is. It's not that I let my animal run free, right? It's still very responsible. Even though you could, you're looking at it from that case. I'm looking at it from the other case. I brought my animal in one. Okay. The principle of bringing fruit means you're not doing any damage whatsoever. You're just putting your stuff forward. It means, or or better, I have my computers there. It's in my office. It's it's not for playing. I know it's an animal, but maybe it's muzzled and tied. You feel if your animal does damage that you're not responsible? I don't feel anything. I'm telling you that such a yeshiva guy. You're such a yeshiva guy. That's, that's what you say. I don't feel anything. Very good. Yeah, what? Okay, so that's your claim. I, it's, it's hard. No, 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 no. It's, it's such a, it's a yeshiva response. You said, I feel the way you knock the guys. I don't feel anything. Let me tell you. Um, I would have thought you learned from yeshiva 10 years with that. Anyway. All right, says the Gemara, and lastly, Ravina, in responding to Rav Hamidifti, says, the truth is they might disagree as well, but what would they be disagreeing about? Not as fundamental, not as one extreme to the other extreme of Hatzar HaShutafim. Maybe they're talking about the angles that we're debating right here. Maybe that's the debate between the Bilaza. If you're going to tell me that they disagree, maybe it's not a fundamental dispute. It's, it's on the 
one hand, everybody agrees. Hatzar hashutafim, if it's a shared place where you can bring your animal and your goods, you could bring kids in, you could bring pets in, everybody, even uh, Rav Hasta agrees, you're patur. The only question that they disagree about is when it's miyuhad for pe'erot, you're allowed to bring your goods, but not miyuhad lishvarim, you're not supposed to bring your animals. That's the mahloket. Bekushya, what are they disagreeing? Pelige, bekushya, dirbizera, ubiperuka, da'abaye pelige. What are they disagreeing about? Now those two claims, the Rebizera slash Jared's logic somehow, on the one hand, that's shared space, so as a result, even though I shouldn't have my animal there, it's not muzzled, but I, you know, I shouldn't have my animal there, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, it's tired, I don't you know, I shouldn't have my mother, but it's not Bisteacher, or Abaye was just, well, wait a second, open your mind to the, to, the, to, to the permissibilities, you're not actually permitted to do that, maybe that's the Mahlok and Bilazan Rav Hasta. that you leave your animal untied, not muzzled, it's going to trample which is, which is, I think, what underlies Abaye. That's what you've been saying throughout. I've, you got to speak to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's liable. You're, everybody's allowed to bring their food and their dogs to the place. Nobody's liable. Right. Shen. It's Shen Rabin. That's nobody's liable. That's what he said. He brought his food to the dog park, put it down. Nobody's liable. All right. Let's uh, let's just begin begin the next line and, and, and pause it with that. Gufa, Gufa, of course, it literally means the body. We're going to go back to the body of the text of this Beraita, of the second Beraita, the Bishimon Ben Elazar Beraita. And I, I promised you a few times we were going to get there. I even said, let's try to get there today. Let's briefly address this quickly. Says the Gemara, Arba'a Kelalot. We won't finish this, but we'll begin it. Hayar Bishimon Ben Elazar, Omer Ben Ezekin. Remember, there are four principles of Bishimon Ben Elazar. The Gemara initially brought this as the proof for Rabbi Lazar, ultimately speaking, said, uh, not necessarily could accord with a different interpretation of Rav Hasta. But he wrote, the first, Kol shehu reshut lanizak mazik. If it is what sounds like the property of the person who got damaged, but not of the person who damaged, I bring my dog onto your property and it damages, Hayav bakol. This is what we were, I was, I was purposefully pushing at us. Says the Gemara, listen to those words again. There's a big difference in Hebrew when I say bakol, on all, or Al-Hakol, how would we translate that in English? I was going to say that. For everything. Very nice. uh, maybe the opposite. Maybe the, uh, okay, whatever. Bakol means for everything, meaning you're going to be obligated for the whole thing. And Al-Hakol means on all situations. That's the difference in Hebrew. I don't have the right English words for this. Good, well, very nice. In full, bakol, bakol, in full, or al-hakol, for all situations. It doesn't say al-hakol, for all situations, which would mean shen, regal, and keren. It says bakol, in full, which makes it seem to me, makes it seem to me that even in keren, there's no time, you're going to be obligated for goring on the other person's land from the beginning. That's what it sounds like. Says, says Gimara uh, again, Bakol, Al Hakol, Lakatane, Ela Hayav, Bakol, Bekulenezek, in full. Meaning, even if I gore, even if my animal gored. Mane, who's the author of this Beraita? In other words, Bishaman ben El Azar, who makes such a claim, is not following our standard opinion. He must be following a minority view. The Mishnah later on in our Masechet, which we haven't talked about, it's, it's 
Right, it's one daf away. It's, Rabbi Tarfon will tell us the following. Mane means who's the author. Just listen to it and we'll continue with this tomorrow. Rabbi Tarfon, haya, uh, Rabbi Tarfoni. It's the opinion of Rabbi Tarfon, de Amar, because Rabbi Tarfon's opinion is, Mishune keren behaser hanizak nezek shalem meshalem. Mishune means it's different, meaning. Whereas I said more than once, and it's Pesukim in the Torah, Keren pays half in the first several times and full afterwards. Rabbi Tarfon says that's talking about when it's in the public thoroughfare. If it's on someone else's land, and we'll discuss it, it's a Kalvachom, I'll discuss it tomorrow. If it's entering into your property, he's obligated in full from the beginning. Again, Rabbi Tarfon says, I, of course, the public, public domain is when the Torah says, Taman, Muad, you get the first few times. It enters into your property. No, but it's my first three times. You're on my property. It's a Pishya on top of Pishya. That's Rabbi Tarfon's opinion. The Gemara is in turn suggesting that this statement in the Beraita of ben Elazar must be according with the opinion of Rabbi Tarfon. Uh, it does. I mean, it's a Kalva Homer. We'll discuss it briefly tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Amen.